This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Shelley Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Welcome, welcome. What a beautiful Mother's Day the Lord has given to us, right? Everybody needs a mother. So whether you have your biological mom still here or you don't, whether you have someone like a mom, sometimes that's a male figure that has mothered you, honor the mothers that have been in your life today. I want to honor a few people that um, are here with me today. The Lord has blessed my life with lots of mothers. So my mom is here. So this is my mom, Carlene. I want to honor her. My mother-in-law, who I got married at 17, so she's been in my life a long time. So she's another one of my mothers I honor. My daughter is also here, one of my many reasons for being a mom. So Amanda's here. We have a son, too, Austin. He lives in New York City, so he's a long way away. Hopefully he will call today. So um, I want to honor those of you as well. Um, If you are a grandmother, oh, what a joy. (laughs) That's why you hold on through motherhood. And the crown of that is that you get to be a grandmother. So I want the grandmothers to stand If you are a grandmother, oh, we show great honor to you. You guys stay standing. If you're a mother, go ahead and stand. All the moms in the house, oh, we love you so much. If you are a stepmother, you count and you are needed. You stand if you want to be, if you're a mother-to-be or want to be a mother, you stand as well. And the rest of you, stretch your hands out to all of these beautiful women of God. Father, we pray over each one of these wonderful women. Father, thank you for the heart of a mother that you've given to each one to nurture the next generation, God, to share your love. Father, may they be your hands and your feet, God, in this world, God. And may your love just flow through them freely, God. May they never, never lose sight of the calling that you have on their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. I have a couple of mothers that are going to come up, and they're going to help me today. Before they, you hear from them, aren't the decorations so pretty? Y'all know I had nothing to do with them. I want to honor our staff. If you see one of our staff members, Sydney, Mia, Dora, Ramona, let's see, Erica's gone. She helped, and then we had uh, Dylan, Christopher, y'all help me. Evan, Oscar, I'm telling you it was a team effort. Uh, many of you know my stepdad had to have surgery. We didn't plan on that. It was They got us in. He had major surgery Thursday. He's still in the hospital, and we're believing he's going to recover well and live long life. But it's been an interesting week, and I could not have done it without our staff. I just walked in this morning, and this all this lovely stuff was here. They spent many, many hours putting those gifts together for the moms that you got. You can thank our staff for that. So they worked really hard on that. Thank you, wonderful FCFC staff. And my husband always supports. He covers us in prayer, and that's the most important thing because I needed a lot of that this week. Thank you. All right, today I'm going to be talking about 
through his eyes God's perspective on this journey of motherhood. So you, you usually hear from me on mothershood, but I really had on my heart to have some of these, some of the moms in our church share. So I've asked them some questions. I sent them a questionnaire and uh, it really made them think about their motherhood because, you know, we just get so busy. Those little babies come. We had a baby born this week. Um, I don't know if the Silvars are here, but they had their new grandbaby. Brianna had her baby. And, you know, I see that little baby. She's so sweet. But they, they take, they need everything. That baby can't do one thing. And then, you know, the older they get, they just need more, right? It may not be their diaper changed, but they need you more. They need your direction. They need you to, you go to the school and, you know, you do all these things and then they become teenagers. And then you really learn to pray, okay? And you you, uh, learn to ask God to give you lots of patience. And uh, so then they graduate and many of them leave your home and then then your prayers really have to become steady because they're no longer under your wing. They're out there in the big world, and God is faithful. So I want to hear from these mothers and their perspective on uh, motherhood. So Lerica, uh, I want to show you Lerica has two children. Um, Monique is 28 years old, and Brock is 5 years old. So Lerica... Yeah, many of you know Brock. I said this in first service. He's the man around the church. He, he, he's in charge. We love Brock. So, uh, Monique, tell us your perspective on motherhood now. Because, you know, we all have lots of grand ideas, but when motherhood comes, that all changes. So, Larica, tell us. I think they were laughing because you're thinking, how can she have a 28-year-old and a 5-year-old, which is quite comical. Um, what I was sharing earlier was, as I was growing up, I was a little girl that never desired to be a mother. Um, when we would play with my cousins, I was always the sister. I was never the mother because that was not my desire. Um, however, I had my first child when I was 12 years old, and that was an experience. And then God blessed me again to have another child, Brock, at the age of 35. And so my perspective has changed over the years, obviously. Uh, the first go-round, it was a whirlwind. You just, you're just trying to survive. Um, and now I have the opportunity to enjoy motherhood. All of that to say, um, what I really take away from this journey that I'm in is really how to be in relation um, with God. Through motherhood, he is really teaching me about unconditional love, how to both give that and to receive that. And I don't think I would have learned that throughout, without motherhood, because my mother died when I was younger. So that's my perspective on motherhood. I love that. Um, Larica has shared her story just this past year. The Lord really released her and gave her some freedom to share that. Uh, Y'all should hear that because... Many of you, motherhood is, you know, some of you choose it, some of you it's thrust upon, but it's still a calling, no matter how motherhood comes. So the next person you're going to hear from, this is Ramona, and let's show Ramona's family. Ramona got the joy of adopting her two children. Um, She adopted Nicolette and Jason, and their families are up there, and we've walked with them through uh, 
since the children were little. And so it's been quite a journey. So your perspective now on motherhood, Ramona? My goodness, it's, it's a never-ending love. I think about my kids are now adults, and you pray for them, and you go through them, their, their toddler years and their rough teenage years, and you think, Lord, how am I going to get through this? How are we going to get through this? But you do. And now that they're adults, like, like you said, it's like we, I mean, my, my prayers for them are stronger. My love for them is so much stronger because I don't see them every day. I don't hear from them every day. Um, and it's just never ending. Uh, and I just, I want to just tell all the moms, it's cherish the time that you have with your kids when they're with you, whether they're little or adults, because the time really does go by fast. I think, and I look at pictures as I'm getting my house together again now, um, the pictures of when they were little, it's like, it just seems like yesterday. And now they're adults. My daughter has kids of her own, and the time really does go by fast. Yes, it does. All right, next we're going to hear from Olivia. Olivia has three beautiful um, biological children, one bonus, bonus child, <laughs> yes. So she has Alexis, Mariah, Brendan's her bonus, and Madison. There's a picture of them with her beautiful mother who's here with her today. So Olivia, um, tell us your perspective on motherhood now. Well, um, I was the one who always grew up wanting to be the mom. I always played house, wanted to have children, wanted to have lots of children, and I see myself I see my youngest exactly like me. She's my mini me. She wants kids. She wants, you know, all this. Um, I was blessed to have a child at the age of 18. Um, uh, not only did God test my, um, my blessing that I received at 18, I was even more blessed um, because she was born with a disability. And so um, my perspective on motherhood was not exactly what I dreamed about and prayed about every day. Um, but I knew that without God that I could not be the person that I needed to be for her and for my children. Um, and so my perspective now as being a motherhood, being a mother, um, is that the hardest thing is that you live your life, you've had your life to yourself for 100% growing up. But the moment that you become a mother, it is gone. You will never have 100% of anything to yourself. Um, and so from the moment that you wake up to the moment that you close your eyes to go to sleep, your kids are always on your mind. Um, you pray for them. You wish the best for them. You help them. You will do whatever you can for your children. And um, as any mom knows, no matter what heartache, what no matter what um, problems that you're having you know, with children, because you go through phases. I'm up at 22, and I have a 10-year-old. I go between everything. I've kind of been there. And so um, parents usually say the hardest part is when they're newborns and they're waking up every two hours. No, wait till they're in college. Yep. <laughs> and that has by far been the hardest. And so um, knowing and just seeing the different paths, I truly believe that God does have a path for each one of our children. And despite whatever obstacles come your way, um, God, with your belief and your prayers, will answer everything that you've ever asked for. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And this is Pastor and I's beautiful daughter, Amanda, um, and she has given us the joys of our life, Kate and Taylor. You know, the Bible says that uh, grandchildren 
are the crown, yes, for the aged. So those are our beautiful grandkids. So tell us your perspective on motherhood now. So I believe that um, it's the most intense job you ever get. It does not have a finish line. There's not a stopping point. Um, I have to be on every day. Um, I don't feel like I get to take a break or I just get an off day. Um, but in doing that, I know that it causes me to be on my knees more because it is my greatest calling because the legacy that I leave on this earth is my children. And so um, I really take that seriously, and my perspective on motherhood has turned into, like, this is a God calling, and this is my greatest calling that I get to do while I'm here on earth. Amen. Very good. Great thoughts. All right, one more question for each of them. So, Larica, would you tell us what is your greatest joy of being a mother? My greatest joy on being a mother um, stems from me holding on to God's promises and his words. And what I mean by that is he has a purpose for my children. Um, they were gifted to me for a purpose. And so I just lean on the plans that he has for them, the purpose he has for them. And I have to pray that, that you have plans for my children and those plans are to prosper them and you're going to give them hope. And so I stand on that. And so the joy is just waiting to kind of see how that gift Un, when it's fully unwrapped to see what he has for them because it's going to be beautiful. Yes. Amen. Amen. Very good. Ramona. And uh, I told you Ramona got her children through adoption and then she has a very interesting uh, growing up experience as well. Um, she was really raised by a stepmom. So what would you like your mom to know? To my stepmom, I would tell her Thank you. Thank you for bringing me up as your own, for loving me unconditional, for, for being there when my dad wasn't there, for being with me and, and just through those tough decisions that, that I had to make, she was there even, even as an adult. And for that, I will just always love her. And growing up, she was like my role model. She was the person that um, I wanted to be a mom like. And um, she, just, she just loved me just like her girls. And, uh, and for that, I mean, I just, I will always love her. And she has passed now for, it'll be nine years. And so I love her and I remember her and miss her every day. Um, to my biological mom, I would tell her, that I forgive her because I know the decisions that she had to make when I was young were based on her circumstances and um, it affected us all but I, I know back then even back then God had a plan for my life and um, so I forgive her and and I love her regardless of of how my life turned out Amen. Amen. Olivia what do you want your children to know um, that I have made many mistakes as being a mother, but that despite any of the mistakes, they were always a learning process. And I'd like them to know that I love them with all my heart and that despite any mistakes that they make, I will be there to support them 100%. And I'd like them to know that regardless of any mistakes or how they feel about themselves, God loves them even more. Yes. Very good. Very good. That's our hope for all of our kids. 
And then the last thing, Amanda, what is your greatest joy of being a mother? So right now in my life, both my kids are in puberty, so it's lots of fun. <laughs> and um, it is, it's really, really a joy, I guess, right now to see them take ownerships of who they're going to be and who they want um, their heart to project. And um, I, I do love, um, we are a family that loves athletics, we love competition, but more than that, more than my kids dropping 30 in a basketball game, scoring three touchdowns or getting a 4.0, I want them to know like that Jesus is Lord of their life and that people matter. And I'm seeing that right now when my daughter prays for mean girls at school that have wronged her, when my son stands up for kids who don't have a voice, like that right now is my greatest joy. And um, I have to keep that as my perspective and not all the little tedious things that they do that I just want to throat punch them and strangle them for. And um, that, that is my greatest joy. Amen. All right. Thank you, moms. Didn't they do a good job? And, you know, Amanda talked about that, about perspective. That's what we're going to talk about today is seeing things through God's eyes, through his perspective. And so I wanted to start, um, this isn't just for mothers, because we all need to choose our perspective. And we all need a shift in that a lot of the times because we lose our perspective. So what I want to do is start with a definition for the word perspective. So look up here on the screen. I'm going to have some of the notes up there. I like the definition because it talks about it's a mental view. It means to see through the way you see something, a view, vista, or outlook. And I really like this. It's the choice of a single angle or point of view from which to sense, categorize, measure, or codify experience. See, your perspective is your choice. It's your choice. You heard from these mothers. You know, when you become a mother at 12, that could cause a lot of hardship in your life. And she did not choose that. It was chosen for her. But... Or when Ramona, when she, her biological mom is not there for her and someone, she's thrust upon someone else as a child. You know what? You could take that and, and that could be your perspective that, you know what? My life has gone bad and people haven't been there and you choose to have that outlook on life. Or I love this, that we can choose to have God's outlook we can view our life experiences through his eyes. See, life is so busy. We all have so much going on. All, usually, we see what's right in front of us, right? My mom and I have spent a lot of time at the hospital this week, and it's like you get in there, and it's like this, it's this one perspective. I took my mom. She ran out of clothes because she didn't expect to be here, so we went to uh, a store last night, and she got a new shirt, and she said, when we went up and we were paying, she said, oh, I just feel so much better just getting out, just getting a new perspective outside of what we're used to. Because you know what? So many times we take all that we've experienced and we make these small little things into this huge thing in our life. Mountains out of molehills. The things that should be small 
the things that are just day to day, those are not the eternal. We all need to be looking for the eternal perspective, what God has. When we only look at what's right in front of us and the bad things going on, we get, we get mad. We get sad. We get unsatisfied with our life. You know, sometimes that brings anxiety. Oh, my gosh, what am I going to do about this little thing right here in front of me? But when we have an eternal perspective, God, we don't have to be anxious. Sometimes that anxiety then leads to depression, and that's all you see is your past experiences. You're codifying everything through that past experience. God wants to get us out of our selfish mode. He wants us to look at things through his eyes. Here's a good statement. Your satisfaction with your life is all based on how you look at things. That's what your satisfaction with life is going to be on your choosing of your perspective. See, sometimes we'll look like, you know, the front of a dollar bill. You'll see that front and you'll think, oh, yeah. But you know what? There's a back to it. Just like there's two sides to every story. Sometimes we need God to flip our story around and show us what he's doing on the back side, Right? Not just what we see right here in front of us, but what is God doing behind the scenes right now? And then, boy, if we would really see what he's doing in the future. So I love that song that talks about I will look up because so many times we're looking down. All we see is what's right in front of us. But we, we need to look up and see that God has big things in store for us. So I have a question. What are you focusing on? See, what, your what you focus on grows larger. It grows larger and larger. And so that is why it's so important to spend quality time in God's word. We need to get in this book and get into the promises, especially those of you that have been through hard times. You need to, instead of letting that perspective, maybe some of you were raised in ways that were not right. They were the farthest from godly. You know what? You get in God's word and he'll help you. He'll help you get a, a good perspective. When we do that, when we worship him, it makes him bigger than any circumstances in our life. You've heard the, the term magnify the Lord. In the Psalms, it'll say that. Magnify the Lord with me. Magnify means to get bigger, right? It's like that magnifying glass. It makes him, oh, God, I see that real small things. When we magnify him and praise him, it makes him even bigger. It makes all that he's doing even bigger in our life, bigger than any circumstance that we're going through. So we need to keep a proper perspective. And let me just tell you, things could be worse. Your life is a blessing right now. There's so many people that would love to have your life right now. Did you know that? People in third world countries, look at Americans. They would love to have the life we live. Even you may think, well, I am on government assistance. I can't even make my car payment. You know what? You still have a good life. Every time I, I go, I go about five times a year to the orphanage in Juarez. Every single time I go, it changes my perspective. 
Sometimes you go and you're like, oh my gosh, I have this going on in my life and I've, I don't have this and I'm not happy with that. I get down there and I see those little kids that have rocks to play with. I open that cabinet door in the kitchen and I see they are drinking out of tin cups that are, have sharp edges. You know what it does? It does a, quite an attitude adjustment in me. And I become so thankful for the life that God has given to me. I was reminded when I was studying of the story that a few years ago, one of the boys that have grown up at the orphanage, his name is Victor. And Victor and his brother were dropped off by their mother when they were very young. And Josefina, the director there, took them in and raised them as her own sons. And when Victor grew up, he's very smart. He's gone through the highest colleges there in Juarez. He is very smart. He's actually now an engineer. And uh, he got his passport when he got, yes, I know, it's quite an accomplishment. And when he was in college, he got his passport. And he was going to make his first trip into the United States. And we, our team happened to be down there, and uh, his San, Sandra, who is Josefina's daughter, lives in Clovis, and she, she asked, she said, would you mind bringing Victor, letting him ride with y'all to Lubbock, and then I'll come pick him up? And I said, that'd be fine. So, Victor, we load up in the van, here's our team, and here's Victor, and now I'll, I'll just say he's six foot five now. Josefina's like five foot nothing. And Victor's six foot five, and we load him in the van. And I'll never forget, we cross the border and we start coming here. And if any of you have ever made that trek from El Paso to Carlsbad, um, we kind of disparage that, that part. You know, we talk about it, that's the armpit of the world. And, you know, it's just ugly and there's nothing out there. And you know what I saw? I saw Victor take out his phone and he's videoing as we drive through the Guadalupe Mountains. And, and he's, he's just in awe of how beautiful it is. Then we get, um, for some reason that trip, we got home late at night and it was dark. And so Sandra called and said, I'm not gonna be able to get there till the morning. Is it okay if he stays with you? Yes. So I got him set up in our guest room and the next morning comes and we're gonna meet Sandra here at the church. And so I tell Victor, let's go. So he gets in my car and we're pulling out of my garage and we start to turn and go out of my neighborhood. And again, he pulls out his phone and he's taking pictures and videoing, which I'm like, what is he doing? This is, you know, our neighborhood. And so I asked him, I was like, Victor, why are you videoing? And he's like, I just want people to see see how y'all live, how the people here live, see the things we take for granted, other people want. We need to open up our perspective and not let God show us how blessed our life truly is, even through the loss. Even you may not have everything you want, we never will. See, that's the selfish thing is we're never going to be satisfied with what we have. Let God bring your satisfaction. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Quit wishing for another life and ask God to bless the life you now have. 
This is what he's given to you. This is your gift, your life. Ask God to bless the life that you now have. Ask him to give you his perspective and for you to see your life through his eyes. We have to focus on the eternal. I'm going to get into the scriptures in a moment, but I want to show you a video that's going to talk about how we need to see things, the things that we take for granted and we get so tired of, especially the mothers. Let's have God's eternal perspective. So watch this. Hey, babe, how was your day? your day? Um, well, my mommy snuggled with me when I was scared. I love my baby sister so much. We laughed so hard that our bellies hurted. <laughs> and mommy gave us lots of kisses. We were for one ride. But the best part of the day. <laughs> It was the best day ever. Just a normal life. That's what many of us, we it's just normal, day in, day out. And we need God to give us an eternal perspective. So if you have your Bible, our scripture that I want to go to, that we're going to base everything off of is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18. It says, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Many of you that are moms that have older children know that. You know that the years go by so quickly. And your children grow up and you wish for those days when they're younger. See, two people can look at the exact same thing and they can see something totally different from it. Like the mom and the little girl in the video. <laughs> the mom's just like, oh my gosh, this is, this is the normal life, everyday life, having to take care of these kids and clean up and, and do these things. And the child is looking at it. From that perspective of, I have a mother that loves me. I have a mother that is there for me and takes care of me. That's the perspective that we need to have. Abraham Lincoln said something good. How many of you have a rose bush at your house? Anybody have roses? Abraham Lincoln said this. He said, we can complain because rose bushes have thorns or rejoice because thorn bushes have roses. And every time I go out, I have a rose bush. You know, right now they're all in bloom and they're beautiful. And you go to touch it 
And sometimes you may get that thorn. Well, many of you may have people in your life that are kind of like that. They're a little thorny. And you may go to touch those people. And it seems like right now they may stiff arm you. You may have children that are stiff arming you. You may have other people that God has placed in your life that you're trying to love. And they may be thorny. But you know what? Look for the beautiful in them. Look for the beautiful that God has created in each one of them. There's something beautiful about every single person. It's all in our perspective on how we see things. See, life, it's not ever going to be easy. It's always throwing us curveballs. Just when so we think, okay, we're, we're good, we're in this right position, everything's going good, and another curveball comes our way. Things we take granted that we think they're just always going to be here. They're always going to be like this. Change. Sometimes get taken away. Sometimes relationships get taken away from us. Sometimes through our choices, other times through no, ch no choice of our own. And things happen. We can keep focusing on those things, what we don't have, and how things have changed. And just focus on that. Or instead, we've got to focus on our big God and trust his ways, right? That's what our focus has to be, on our big God. We must see life through his eyes. So when bad things happen, focus on this. I want to take you to another scripture. If you have your Bible, go to Romans chapter 8. You hear us talk about this scripture. Some of these ladies up here referenced it. Romans chapter 8. It's two books back from where you were in Corinthians. Romans 8, 28. This needs to be one of those starred scriptures in your Bible. Highlighted. Put a star by it. Memorize this. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Everything, everything that's happened in your life, God can take it and he can bring some good. You may not see that right now. That's why we need his perspective. It's almost like we have to put on glasses, like those of you that wear glasses. You have to put them on, and then you're like, okay, now I can see clearly. When bad things happen, and they're going to come to all of us, things we can't control, we need to put on the perspective of seeing things through his eyes, that God has a purpose for this. He has a plan those of you that have experienced pain, let your pain have a purpose. God wants to use that, and he'll heal you so that you can go and minister to others. See, your perspective affects how you see the Father, the Father God. Your perspective, how you're looking at things, your choice of how you look at things if you're looking at your life through the glasses, the lens of, oh gosh, my poor life, things are so bad, I don't have this, or this is in my life, or I'm having to deal with this situation, if that's the lens that you have on, you're probably thinking, God, you're, you don't care. You're a God that's so far away. 
But that's not the truth at all. Remember, what we focus on gets bigger in our life. So we focus on God and his promises. I'm going to give you a promise right now. Turn in your Bibles to Psalms chapter 34. If you're having going through difficulties, get you a journal, get a notebook. I love my sweet mother-in-law. She always has. She always has paper and pen, and she just writes and writes and writes. Because in those hard times, we need to go back. We need to have something. You may think, oh, I, what was that they said? What was that scripture? Write it down. Some people have written them on note cards. Especially if you've been through some bad things, you need to surround yourself with the word. You may need to write it and have it in your purse. Now, this phone is a wonderful tool. I hope you have downloaded the app U version because you can have the Bible with you 24-7. It'll even read it to you. Y'all know that? Yes, the word is what changes us. Psalm 34. I'm going to start at verse 15. Here's a promise from you to help you and to know that God is there with you. Verse 15, the eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. Don't you ever think that God is not listening. He's waiting for you to call, call upon his name. He's listening and he's there. He sees you. He sees your pain. Verse 17 says, the Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from what? All their troubles. Verse 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. What a promise. Those of you who've gone through brokenheartedness, he is close to you. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time, each time. This is what we magnify. When hard times come, we get our face in this book and we get these promises in front of us. And this is what we do. Father, thank you. I magnify your name. I thank you. You hear me. I thank you. You're close by God. That's the perspective that we need to take is through his word. There's many, many more promises that, that we can get to. See, scriptures like this are what we need to focus on. When you feel defeated and the trouble is all around, speak God's word over your life. See him as a good father who's just waiting for you to call on him. So I want to bring this all back to end to Mother's Day. And when I was... When I was uh, Preparing a few weeks ago and thinking about this, the Lord really just downloaded this one late one night and gave me all of these perspectives. And so I want to I'm going to read some different perspectives for the moms out there and each one of you about your mother, because everyone has a mother, whether she's living, whether it is a stepmom. Some of you may have been mothered by a, a male in your life. That's okay, too. God, he works in lots of ways. So I want you to think about a few things. Think about your mother through his eyes. So the first one, first perspective, when you have had a good mom, you have a, you've had a good mom. Look around if you've had a good mom with the lens of unselfishness to share the love that you have experienced 
with those who haven't been as fortunate as you. Instead of just walking around like, oh, yeah, that's what I have and being kind of smug, let God open your heart up and see who hasn't had that. God blessed you for a reason so that you can love others. Those of you that have been mothered well, mother others well. Amen? The second perspective is the opposite. When you haven't had that good mom that nurtured you, you've been abandoned, let down, or disappointed in the mom who was supposed to always be there for you. You need to put on the lens of forgiveness. Ramona talked about that. Sometimes you can tell them that in person. Sometimes you can't, but you still forgive. And forgiveness is by faith. You walk that out and you ask God to help you, and he will. So we forgive. The next perspective, when you haven't done the best job of being a mom to your kids in the past, and we could all raise our hand on that. Most of us as mothers have yelled. <laughs> we have been angry. Maybe we have been frustrated. We've wanted to run away from our kids and our responsibilities at time when you haven't been the best mom. Put on the lens of hope that God can change the future and bring healing to your life and to those kids. Some of you out there haven't been able to experience motherhood yet. God sees you. He knows your heart's cry. And he'll be there for you. If that's you, put on the lens of trust that God has a bigger plan for you than you have for yourself. Keep your heart open. Children come in many different ways. Lots of people need a mother. The next perspective is a very difficult one. When you've lost a child or children through miscarriage, through death, or even through the court system, put on the lens of redemption that God can give your pain purpose and use your story to help others. That's what God wants to do. I, Irma Bombeck has a quote, and she said, I can think of no greater mother than the one who had to give one back to the Lord. So I honor you if you've had to do that. And the last perspective I want to tell you is when you have experienced pain from the decisions that your child has made. Many of us have done that. Our children have made some bad decisions. Some of you have walked through a lot of pain. Or you have prodigal children. You've had children, you know, in the age that we live in, there's so much issues with drugs and alcohol and abuse. When your children have caused pain in your life, Put on the lens of faith that God can bring them back to his house and to your house too. That's what we stand on. The prodigals will come home. We stand on that. Thank you for listening today. 
For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.